Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I am one of your two co-hosts, Michael Brandvold, and as always, I'm joined by Jay Gilbert. How are you doing this morning, Jay? Great, Michael. Good morning. I love your colors. Thank you, brother. Support, I knew you would. Supporting the only 5-0 and team in the NFL. Yeah, well... You know, we've been through some heartbreak, so let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. <laughs> exactly, you know, exactly, because they could lose every the they could lose every game for the rest of the season quite easily, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we have a special guest joining us this week. Yes, we do. We have Trisha Arnold. She's uh, and and Trisha. Hopefully, I get this right. Your senior director of retail marketing um, at the Orchard. Um, that's where uh, I I met Trisha. Um, she does uh, a lot of great things, just some real fantastic work for the orchard. Uh, I'm a huge fan of, if you haven't seen their blog, um, the daily rind, is that right? right? Um, check that out. Um, she's written some really great pieces. Um, but before we get too far ahead of ourselves, uh, welcome Trisha. Thank you. Thanks very much for having me. Excellent. Um, just kind of give us a, a quick little background. You know, how did you end up at the Orchard, and and what is your role at the Orchard? Well, and and let's let's also um, update people. What is the Orchard? Because I'm sure we've got hmm. some do it DIY artists who may not even be, be familiar with what the Orchard is. Yeah, well, the Orchard is the world's largest independent music distribution company. We also have a film distribution company as well. I work for the music distribution company that is headquartered in New York City. We have offices in um, over 25 territories across the world where we're working with uh, local labels and a and all the local retailers in the markets as well. We like to think of ourselves as a very global company, but um, with a lot of, of lo a localized approach as well. So, so are you a competitor to the tune cores and the CD babies when it comes to a DIY artist? Um, you know, I think that we offer a lot more um, services than they do. We're not strictly just a, a sort of distribution channel. We offer a lot of different services. We have in-house interactive marketing, advertising, um, a client team and client manager who really works with you to help plan out strategy. Um, we have a promotions department um, and sync department and a lot of different areas where we're re really looking to support our clients' releases and really do a lot of tailored campaigns specific to the, the client needs and the release needs. Will, will the Orchard... Um work with anybody? I mean, clearly anybody can go sign up and distribute through TuneCore and CD Baby. Does Orchard take any anybody who comes and knocks on the door and says, hey, I've got an EP, I've never been heard of before, will you distribute me? You know, that, that really sort of depends on a variety of factors that um, our acquisitions department's always very happy to have those conversations and see if the deal can be reached, really. Okay. Case by case? Yeah, case by case, but we do yeah. work with a large number of labels and also artist direct deals as well. So we have a we have a whole range of clients that we work with from independent artists who are very DIY to large labels like Nuclear Blast and Daptone and things like that. Yeah. So tell me, you know, there were one of the first things that I think where I kind of I, I mean I kind of knew who you were, but the the thing where we kind of connected on was you had written a piece called Six Best Practices to Master Apple Music. And and then when we met, you told me kind of a funny story that, you know, 
you had posted that, which was awesome, by the way. If you haven't seen it, you know, seek it out. It's on that blog that I mentioned. But Apple had reached out to you after that, right? Yeah, they reached out to me um, because they, you know, they'd seen it. Um, and they, you know, I work very closely with the Apple folks. I know those guys very well. And they said, hey, next time you post something like that, we'd love to see it beforehand, see if we have any suggestions for you um, or, you know, things that um, aren't quite right or something like that. And I'm like, oh, great, sure, I'll certainly do that in the future. Is there any suggestions that you have um, on on what I've posted already? And they said, no, um, it's very good. <laughs> and they actually shared it internally as well. Nice. So have actually just done an update on that. You know, they refreshed the service yeah. a few weeks ago. So there's a couple different new updates to that. So I, I refreshed that and um, I did show it to them beforehand and they, oh, you they, did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. they had like one little addition of something. That I did. So there we go. <laughs> nice. Nice. That's great. Maybe, I mean, have you thought of doing that for other DSPs like the Spotify's of the world? And yeah, we do very much. And we have actually done, a lot of, we have done a lot of Spotify posts and we did um, do a Spotify best practice post um, one time. We're sort of long overdue to do another one. They've been going through a variety of changes right now and changing some things on their end. So we've sort of, we have our best practices that we share with our clients. Sure, sure. And they talk through with our clients, but as far as like posting something, we're just sort of, we have it ready to go and are just waiting for the right time. And again, yeah. like we've spoken to them, they know that um, we're planning on doing this. And so, you know, again, we'll speak to them beforehand, see if they have any suggestions for anything we might've missed or any, uh, they think they have a better way of wording something. So, yeah. yeah. Do you deal with, I imagine you do like, uh, you know, Amazon unlimited, you know, Pandora's new service, you know, a as these things come about, are you dealing with pretty much all DSPs? Yeah, there's a lot. Oh, dear right Lord. Busy. <laughs> You've got your hands full. Yeah, it's a busy time of year. So yeah, of course, Amazon just launched their new service. Um, Pandora is working on getting their theirs launched as well. Um, and so we have a lot. We have a lot more blog posts to write at the minute. Yeah, yeah, and I would imagine it's partly your job with your partners to kind of educate them uh, on what's happening in the space, right? And best practices and. Exactly. And I think so, that's something that we always really pride ourselves with at the Orchard. And it's something that, you know, we always want to be, we always want to be a step ahead and we always want to be advising our clients of what to think of next, you know, see all the new services that launch, all the different ways that you can use them and inter interact with them, really work with them from the start as being opportunities and areas where you can reach a different listener. You know, there are, are, are a lot of different services right now, but they're sort of tailored towards different people in a lot of ways, and they're reaching a lot of different people. So, you know, what you're messaging and what you're working on in one service might not be the same as you're working on with another. So yeah. really want to make sure we're working very closely with the services to make sure that, you know, we, we understand how best to use the services and work with them to get feedback from them, things that they see that are working, um, things that have been very successful on their end, and they've had other partners do, um, and make sure we're really educating our clients. I think educate, educating clients is probably one of the most important jobs that we do, you know, because the industry's changed so much in the last yeah. few years, and it's continuing to evolve so quickly. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of people still you know, they, they're comfortable with iTunes. They got around to that. And then like, you know, Spotify and Spotify's changed a lot. And then Apple music launches. It's a lot to keep up with. And I think all the different services yeah. 
have very specific ways of working with them that it's a, it's a lot to keep up with. Um, yeah. Especially like a lot of independent labels are, you know, they don't have massive staffs. Exactly. People working on it. So we really like to help and work with them to fill the gaps and make, make it as easy as possible for them. Yeah. And you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. They have these small staffs and they, they not only have to navigate the waters of all of these different digital distributors, but then socials and you pile all that on these things that were supposed to make their lives easier. Yeah. There's not enough hours in a day for some of these people and they really need some guidance to kind of get through that maze. Yeah. And also not, not just for the labels themselves, but also for the artists that they're working with and educating the artists that they're working with as well. I would say I, I feel a little bit bad for artists these days, you know, like you start a band, you want to play music and write songs and stuff like that. And, you know, that's what you do. That's primarily why you got into music. And then all of a sudden there, there's all these different social channels that require your attention and you really have to be in the game of constantly marketing yourself. And as I say, all the different services have different ways of working with them that are reaching different people. And to right. really maximize your exposure on the different services, you want to make sure that you're interacting and following all the best practices and doing all of that. And it, it's an awful lot. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And to your point, they're, they're not all the same. There's strengths and weaknesses from each one of the DSPs, but also the socials. You know, you can't paint it all with a, a broad stroke. Yeah. Trisha, you know, you 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 see and work with all of the, the the different services that are out there. What are you seeing right now that really excites you? Who's who who's doing something that's really exciting? Um, you know, I think there's a lot that's happening that's really exciting right now, but what I get really excited about is not just the different functionality of the different services, but I get really excited about the, the possibility of um, so you know Spotify obviously captured a lot of people in the streaming market um, but I think there's a lot of people who still um, you know a lot of people who still you know we're in the music industry we're all on streaming um, and we understand streaming services and have been using them for a long time but I think there's a lot of people who have been hesitant to sign up for a streaming music service in the past and then you know iTunes launches Apple and Apple Music is a fantastic service. So all these people who were previously on iTunes who maybe hadn't interacted with, interacted with a streaming service yet, or even just have an Apple ID because they have an iPhone or something like that, and maybe maybe they weren't using iTunes that much or anything like that, but you know now, now there's Apple Music that's right on their phone. Um, I think that has potentially reached so many more people and also educate a lot more people about streaming um, and how, how that works. You know, we see a lot of people really interact with Apple Music the same way they were interacting with their iTunes catalog, their, their iTunes catalog. So I think it's really sort of getting people who maybe hadn't moved to a streaming service in an area where they're really comfortable and understand how it's working. And then, of course, with Pandora, Pandora has such a massive listener base. So them launching and again, like expanding to more people who didn't really enter the on-demand streaming world and Amazon with their music unlimited, like tons of people who yeah. probably might not even be, um, you know, traditional music consumers, people who probably don't spend a lot of money on music overall. Um, but they use Amazon and they're prime members and there's a, a good price on that. Like, it's just, there's a lot of opportunities to, reach more and more people now. And I think the industry is really sort of getting to a place where, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing growth and we're seeing exciting growth. 
Yeah, you make a really good point, and that is that the three of us may think that you know streaming's been around a while, we're comfortable with it, but to a lot of the masses, this is new, and it, there's it's still nascent. There's a lot of room for growth. And now you, like you, I got a train out to my mom's house. My mom lives in Pennsylvania, and it was probably just about a year ago. Um, I was on the train, and I I heard the people in the seat next to me, and the ones who are like, you know, I just discovered this thing called Spotify. Have you heard of it? And the other person had it, you know, and that was just a year ago. I'm like, wow, Spotify. I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> I think I think there's still a lot more people to be reached. Yeah, that's that's great. Now, you're from the UK, right? I'm not from the UK. I was there for a very long time. I was there for 11 years. Okay. Um, what are the differences between you know our marketplace digitally, the decline of downloads and the rise of streaming and physical sales slowly melting away? Is that similar? Are you finding that in other territories like the UK? Is it ahead yeah. of us, behind us? What, what do you think about that? Definitely, um, it, it's definitely happening. You know, it's been it's been about two years since I lived in the UK, and in that time, like the UK was really on a threshold of streaming becoming a, a dominant model over there and they sort of like reached that in, in the in the two years since I've been gone and you know when I was over there I did actually I, I also worked in physical in the UK I started my career working in physical um, and when I was with the orchard I was also working across digital and physical in the UK um, and you know there were all sorts of challenges with you know HMV at the time you know they were going through um, the administration of HMV um, when I was when I was moving, um, obviously that's that's recovered a little bit now. But you know, it, it it was definitely the same over there, where definitely everything was moving towards digital. But also the same thing that we're experiencing over here, where um, you know a bit of a resurgence in vinyl, which um, I think is probably the story across you know a, a story across the world. I think vinyl will be the last physical format, really, because it's such a beautiful beautiful piece, and I think. You know, like physical is kind of near and dear to my heart because I got started in that. And I think sure. we're seeing a lot of people in the UK, like a lot of people doing really more like specialist packages and vinyl and things like that. So it becomes not just not just a music, but a nice piece to have. So very similar to over here. I think that, you know, in the UK, the supermarkets got so much more into music than um, they really have over here. So everything... Um, that really sort of impacted record stores quite a lot over there. And that maybe, to me, maybe, I don't know, maybe that hastened the, the change over to digital. Um, but actually, the two markets really, I, I wouldn't say, are that different. Tricia, when you're working with a client, um, what can clients do to make it easier for their digital distributor to work with them? I have to say the absolute biggest thing is information, 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 information. Um, and as far out as possible, you know, like we're working with retailers, like the number one question I get from them is not what you have coming out in three weeks, it's what you have coming out long term. They want to know what um, your longer term release plan is, what is going to build up into a release. You know, there's a quite long, um, a lot of releases we're working on have long sort of pre-order windows now and multiple singles that come along. And that's a really good way to continue to build a release. And, you know, we're pitching each track as it comes out um, and we're pitching each track, getting, you know, pitching that for playlists and different placements on the different services. And it's just really important to get that information 
as far out as possible and also get music. Like it sounds like such a, a simple thing, but just being able to get music out to accounts as far in advance as possible is so important because if you think about it, if you think about how you interact with music, there are some things that you listen to once and you love it. And there are some things, and some of the most rewarding things that you end up listening to are things that you listen to the first time and you're like, nah, uh, you listen to it again, you're like, oh, that's kind of good. And then you keep listening to it and you live with it. Um, you know, the people who work at services are the same way. So it really helps to give them an opportunity to, to live with music a little bit before you're asking for them to support it. So definitely like information information overload, like any sort of like radio reports, anything like that, any press, so we can keep going back and talking to services about the plot and what's happening, and just music, music as far out in advance as possible. So are you, when, when you've got a release, obviously you're trying to get as much as you can for that release when it drops, the release date. Um, how receptive are the various outlets, you know, a month, three months after release to have you come back in and say, well, yeah, you know, the release didn't pop on release date, but it's now three months later. And guess what? These guys just got this amazing review or they just got picked up opening this tour. Will the services go back and realistically give something another shot? They will. I mean, obviously, it becomes a little bit more difficult um, because, you know, a lot of times the most impactful time of a release is right when it's actually released. But to be honest, and we're, we're telling clients this all the time, in streaming, it's not, it's not about release date so much anymore. It's about how you build something over time. And we very much are going back and have been very successful all that much happening at release day, but you know, they've got press hired, they're booking tour dates, maybe they get a strong support slot, um, their radio's starting to kick in. You know, we very much go back and we, we let the services know about all of that. And especially as they see people start reacting, you know, a lot of the services on the streaming side, especially are looking at a lot of data. So if something is starting to build for them, they can see that too. So if I'm reinforcing that with the message of there's this activity happening, then they are very receptive to that because they want to they want to be on top of what's you know realistically happening in the market. They want to they want to make sure that they're surfacing to people stuff that people want to hear. Um, so very much. I, I don't think it, I I don't think it's about release date so much anymore at all. Interesting. Who's doing it right? I mean, are there some artists that you work with? that you just know that they're they're ahead of the curve they're you know they're driving traffic they're getting out there and playing live and promoting everything the right way and promoting their playlists and those sort of things are there certain people that you think are are doing it a little bit better than others yeah i mean i can speak to on um i'll speak on a label level level because you know this label they really work with a lot of their artists and sort of get their artists doing the same sort of like best practices. But we work with Nuclear Blast um, and they have a very strong team and, you know, they have always been like their playlisting strategy right from when, you know, it became an opportunity. Um, they were on it and they've built up a really strong, really strong profiles ac across all the services. They, they kind of do everything right. We work with them very closely. Um, and they, they really do everything right. And they, they work with their artists very closely to make sure their artists are also sort of following best practices. So, you know, they are posting playlists, they are, 
um, releasing singles and IGs going into a release. They are using the different social aspects of the different services, and it's been really good. Um, I'd like to call out like another artist that I'm working with right now um, because she is doing it very well, and part of the reason she is doing it, I mean, not part of the reason, but she really is on top of best practices and stuff like that because she actually works with us. Um, her name, uh, the artist's name is Pronoun. So she's a brand new artist. She's had one single out so far, actually two. The other one just came out this week. And she has, right, so she's a brand new artist, like, you know, no following or anything like that. She's had like two tracks out. And she just really started building her presence on the different services. You know, she's on Apple Connect. She's on Spotify. She has a really great um, artist page on Spotify and also, also Apple, actually, because she's done sort of consistent artwork across playlists that she's posting. She's sharing to all the right places. And her music's also really good. So um, it's it's developing very well for her, considering she has two, she has two tracks out. It's developing very well for her. Trisha, let me, you mentioned Apple Connect. Um, that seems like something where f most people I've talked to and work with, they're like, I don't know what to do with Apple Connect. I don't know if there's even a value to Apple Connect. Um, what, what, what's your feelings about Apple Connect? Well, I'm, I'm excited about Apple Connect in the, in the new iteration of Apple Music that they launched because you know, it used to be this weird other little window that you had to go to, and I don't think many people were, but now it's much more integrated into the artist page and artist searches. So, you know, if, you're, if you look for an artist, you can scroll down and you can sort of see their posts there. So I think it's a lot more accessible. You don't have to go to some, like, weird other place. Um, I think it's a lot more accessible, and, you know, we've seen a lot of artists that we're working with are very effectively using it, and we've seen good engagement. Like, it does vary from artist to artist, but, you know, we work with a fairly big um, pop artist who, you know, her Apple Connect posts have had great engagement on them, um, kind of even surprising me a, a bit. I think it's really important. Apple Connect is basically what Apple, what people will make it be. It's like any so, sort of social media thing. But I think a way of, an important way of thinking about it, it's, it's like social media, but with music, like there's so much you can do in there. You can kind of post anything, you know, within reason, of course, but you can be as creative as you want to be. But I think, I think the message that is missed sometimes is I don't think people are effective enough in driving people from outside of Apple Music to Apple Music to see the content that is there. So I think that's the, the disconnect that happens sometimes and the piece that's missing. But if you post something really cool in your Connect and then you push it on your on your on your Facebook and say, "Hey, look, check this in my Apple Connect," people people do respond to that, and we've seen when people have done that, we've seen great engagement with that. So, what what kind of things can people do that's unique to Apple Connect? You know, because I think what a lot of people are probably doing is, "All right, well, I just made a Facebook post. I'll make the same post in Apple Connect." Yeah. Um, you know, is is there something that's unique to Apple Connect that, that you can do that works really well in Apple Connect? I think it's more about posting. You know, you can just copy what you're posting on your socials otherwise, but I think people should really think sometimes about posting something different and unique so that they have something that they can tell people to tell people to drive traffic 
there from their socials. We did something with the release uh, a few months ago, um, an artist that had very big socials, and they had a behind-the-scenes sort of documentary footage from the album. And we had them, um, we, we did a, a, a sort of connection with Shazam on that, where we had people Shazam their new track, and then Shazam on the results page, they got a sort of snippet of that documentary. And then from there, they were told, go to Apple Connect to view the whole documentary. And that had some good pickups. So different things like that. Um, where you know you didn't want to you didn't want to make it too bad of an experience just going to the Shazam and like then fans who maybe aren't on Apple Music missing out on a lot but you know you have to you have to strike like the right balance and things like that I think can be really fun and engaging. One of the big things that that Jay and I have talked about a lot lately is playlists. Mm-hmm. Um, does does Orchard? assist clients in playlist promotion or do you kind of just leave that up to the clients to do the promotion we we will work very closely with clients to talk about the right ways um to sort of promote playlists we're working on some programs right now to be able to help people more with promoting their playlist but that's in, in development at the minute uh, you know I, and, and i guess i'm referring less to promoting their playlist as opposed to getting their tracks submitted and included into other playlists. What, 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 you know, whether it's, whether it's the official Spotify curated playlists or whether it's some of the, the massive third-party playlists that you, you know, obviously you need to get your tracks included in there. Do you and offer, the Orchard has their own playlist. Yeah, do you, uh, do you offer guidance good. to clients on how to submit and get included into playlists? Yes. Um, so as part of our normal pitching process with accounts, we're very much pitching playlists. It's very helpful. Um, and, you know, we're, you know, we're listening to all the tracks, of course. But if a client has a particular idea in their head of a playlist that um, a track works particularly well with, then, you know, that's always good. You know, a lot of times when we're pitching Spotify and Apple Music, we're like, these are sort of like target playlists. So we're doing that. So anytime a client also has that sort of information, um, we're passing that along as well. Um, so we're, we're pitching, so we're pitching playlists in that way. Again, like as much information as we can supply to support the release is very helpful. As far as pitching third party playlists, um, we do have some relationships on our promotions department, um, a, a girl who's working on that. Um, but at the same time, like Spotify, they really, they're not highlighting those playlists in the same way that they used to. Um, they're sort of surfacing their own playlists much more than those playlists. So, and so, you know, those playlists being surfaced are a lot more difficult than they used to be, which is a little bit frustrating, but still there are ones that are very big and very successful. Well, you, um, yeah, you're, you're, it almost sounds like your your role is so multifaceted that part of it is, you know, maybe regular meetings with, let's say, Spotify, where you're like a radio promotion person. You come in there with, these are the tracks that we feel are great for you, and, and they'll fit these playlists, and here's the story behind them, and here's what the artists and management will do to kind of drive traffic, and those sort of things. It sounds a little bit like radio promotion, it is. I mean, like, there's a, there's a lot of crossover with that now, and that's very much what we are doing. We're going in and we're meeting with, you know, not just our account managers, but also programmers and things like that, and doing just as you say, like playing music, talking about the music and where we think it fits. 
And and are they receptive? Like if you're really excited, like you told us about an artist a moment ago, if you're really excited about that, that's that's going to show. And when you sit down with them, do they listen? And the reason I, I bring that up is I've worked with some national retailers and some of them are passionate about music and some of them don't even have stereo equipment in their offices. So, you know, I mean, can you affect change? Can you get them excited about something you're excited about? Yeah, it, it, they are actually. I think that, you know, a lot of the people, what I love is the people that are programming at the different services. They are music people. And although, like, they, you know, we all have tons of meetings and they have loads of meetings and stuff like that. So you go in and play the music. They're like, these are the ones we like because we're going to sit down and we're going to listen to music. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, so those are fun meetings. Those are the fun ones. And they do. Like, if we play them a song that they like, you know, we talk about the songs as we play them we play a song that we like they get excited too and that's good to hear yeah yeah it's 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 been nice actually it's i think um i think with all the opportunities for playlisting and things like that i think there's a lot more opportunity for some music that before when you're just looking to get like a pack shot as a placement on like a main page or something like that i think there's limited opportunities but with the whole wide range of playlists that there are I think there's a lot more opportunities to find homes for really great tracks that maybe wouldn't have gotten surfaced otherwise, and that's that's been a lot of fun. Trisha, do you um, do you allow your clients, your artists, to come out and sit down and have face-to-face -face meetings with you? Because obviously, what I'm hearing here is you you work with many clients, and then obviously you can't pitch every single client to all of the services so you're pitching the ones that you think have merit is is it possible for a client to come out and sit down and say hey we believe in ourselves so much we want to come in we want to meet with you face to face we don't want a phone call we don't want an email we'll come in we'll play we'll we'll play some songs for you but we really want to get the orchard excited about us so you do move us up the ladder so you will pitch for us. Is that when you feasible? say client, Michael? Are you talking about an artist? It could be an artist. I mean, whether it, whether you have an artist direct relationship or a relationship with a label, I mean, how open are you to them coming in and actually, you know, showing you they're a little more interested than the next guy? Very open. You know, I spend a lot of my time meeting with um, meeting with artists and labels. And I love when people come in and play me music. We, you know, we sit in one of our conference rooms. We bring in quite a large amount of our team. You know, we bring in the, the client manager and the retail team and people from the advertising team and the interactive team. And we sit around and we listen to the music. We're, we're meeting with labels and artists all the time. You know, we even have a couple of artists who have come in, um, you know, who wanted to hear more about the orchard. You know, they're just starting to maybe work on their own and they hadn't done it before and they want to hear more about the orchard. They come in and they play us some music. And um, again, those are, those are the fun meetings. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I've noticed lately, Tricia, is the analytics from the orchard have improved and some of the new reporting that you're providing is pretty granular and you can really get a sense um, of what is happening with that particular track, where it's being played, you know, not only the playlist, but is it from a Spotify playlist? Is it being dragged over into people's personal playlists? And can you speak a little bit about kind of how your analytics are improving and, and how that plays into your business? 
Yeah, I mean, we've always really had very good analytics um, for clients via their workstation that um, our clients sign up. For people who don't know, they sign up and they have access to the workstation that have some real-time analytics of downloads and streams, um, and it's pretty impressive. Um, for us internally, it was kind of a challenge for a little while because we didn't have an internal system like that. But we have for we have for um, kind of just over a year now, so ourselves we're able to have access to a lot more analytics ourselves and you know me and the people on my team and also a lot of other people at the orchard we we love data and we love to look at it and we love to see how our tracks are reacting and we use that data to find things that are just bubbling out in our catalog that maybe maybe we hadn't heard hadn't heard before or nobody had brought our attention to but people are reacting to it there is a lot of data, you know, our, our services provide a lot of data to us. And now that we have a way to easily access that ourselves, we are looking at it a lot. And that allows us to provide a lot more insight and granular data to our clients as well. So like the kind of source of stream information that Jay was just talking about, you know, where you can see where your plays are happening, whether it's coming from collections, what playlist it's on. Um, and things like that. And that can help us. We provide that information back to services again in that case where like say somebody has a tour and we want to re-promote something. We can use that data to go back to them and say like, hey, this is where it's being successful. Um, and there's a lot of different ways that we're using that and we're you know, providing it to our clients on a more regular basis so that they can also use it and understand how their music is interacting at the services as well. And also so they know how best to plan their strategy at those different services too. Yeah. Now is, is the Orchard, um, I know the Orchard's a distributor, but do you act as a label for some artists? Do you sign artists directly? We... It, it set up a couple different ways. We do have um, an, a, an in-house label um, called um, one that is run by Richard Godera, who um, started Instant Records, and we also own French Kiss Records. Now, they still very much operate as labels um, independently and sign things that make sense for those labels. Um, we do work with a lot of artists directly at The Orchard who aren't part of a traditional label but the way it normally works is that they set up they set up as a label with us um Got so it. we're working directly with them and their artist manager is kind of you know we're not acting as a label we're providing the same sort of services that we provide to our label clients as well um though obviously you know a lot of times we step in you know we offer a lot of services that we're also doing for our labels but a lot of times individual like sure. artists like that need a little bit more a little bit more help in some ways because they don't have a team behind them otherwise yeah what, what's the best part of your job trisha what's the best part of my job um you know we we work with so many different types of music and there's just so much that's coming through all the time in different genres um and there's just always like new things new great music coming through and i get to hear so much of it and it's i love it you know if there's never there's never adult there's never i mean like there's never it's never a dull week there's always just so much coming through in so many different genres and it's just the access to the amount of music that we have access to at the orchard is really fantastic cool. and very talented 
talented people, like through our labels and partners that we're working with, people who are also really passionate about music, really great at like finding great tracks and um, are also really passionate about their doing. It's it, what they're doing. It's really it's fun. Trisha, where can um, where can our listeners track you down? Track the Orchard down? How do they you know reach out and say we're interested? Well, we have a, if they want to listen to some of the music that we're working with, we have a playlisting brand ourselves, which is called Radial. It's set up on Apple Music and Spotify, so you can check out our radio profile. As far as far as getting in touch with The Orchard, we have our website, orchard.com. We also have our blog that Jay mentioned earlier, Daily Rhymes. My name is Trisha Arnold at The Orchard. Um, always, you know, reach out to the via the website or... Um, you know, the contact information that you see there, there's also, there's contact information for our different offices across the world and gives you some insight of who to reach out to. Well, I've got a couple of clients, uh, right now, uh, that go through the orchard and I can, I can attest to the fact that there are some amazing people that work there and very passionate music people. And, uh, it was, uh, such a pleasure to get together and, and talk with you in Nashville and, and, and other times, uh, Trisha. And I just, I can't, uh, speak highly enough about the, the blog. I, I love reading the, uh, the posts there. Um, they're very thought uh, thought out and very detailed, and I think whatever your level uh, in the music industry, it's those refreshers are are really great stuff. So keep up the great work. Oh, thank you. It's a really good resource for all sorts of different areas across you know different things you could be doing in music. Like our advertising posts are fantastic, and there's case studies for interactive marketing. So it's a really good resource in that way. Excellent. 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 Well, thanks for taking the time today, Tricia. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it was nice talking to you guys. Thank you so much, Tricia. Have a great day. Take care. Bye. You. Bye. Um, that was a good discussion. Yeah, good discussion. Yeah, very good discussion. You know, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm excited. I was excited for her to explain what the orchard really was, because yeah. we're familiar, but I think from a general marketing and branding standpoint, you know, CD Baby and TuneCore do a lot of marketing to the to the young DIY artists. Right. Um and and the orchard's a little bit above that. Right. And know? they may mistakenly be lumped in with that group. And there's nothing wrong with TuneCore or CD Baby. They Not they at do all. what they do very well. But I think the Orchard is more of a big league music distributor. You know, they're they're global and they have you know radio or what what did she say? They have uh, promotion. I think they have PR. They have advertising. All these yeah, and and digital, which is what Trisha does. So they have experts in the field that kind of help guide you. And uh, that's something that maybe you wouldn't get at a TuneCore CD Baby, but you're not really paying for that either. Well, you know, and keep in mind, as she said, not everybody can be distributed through the orchard. You have to sort of submit, and they're going to evaluate, and they're going to decide. So, you know, where where the other services take anybody of any quality, of any caliber, and sure. get you into the catalog, the orchard raises the bar a little bit. Yeah. We want yeah, an artist that's yeah. good quality because we're going to go out there and work with you and pitch you. Yeah, their services are just more uh, complete. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that was uh, a good discussion. Good, good discussion. You know, I'm, I'm, 
hopefully, um, our listeners, you're going to go check them out. And if you guys have used um, the orchard, let us know. I'd yeah. love to hear your experiences. You know, how did they work out when it came to pitching your music or working with them and how to promote stuff? Because, um, again, they're more hands-on. They're more involved than other yeah. services are going to be. Did they help you out? Was it worth it for you? I'd love yeah. to hear that. And, and if you get a chance, go check out the Daily Rind, R-I-N-D, uh, their blog. Uh, Trisha's got, I think, five or six really great posts there. Look up Trisha Arnold. Um, they're really insightful articles that I think uh, anybody at any level will appreciate. Yep. There you go. Music Biz Weekly podcast. We're out of here.